Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. Not gonna lie, I need your help this morning. I need your prayers this morning. I've been sitting there all morning and just feel like the enemy's fighting everything that I've got this morning. So if you can pray this morning, I ask that you pray. I ask that you seek Lord, seek the Lord's will for the service here this morning. Uh, we'll be in chapter 25 of the book of Matthews. I'll give you a minute to get there. Again, it's good to be here this morning, thankful for our Sunday school hour, thankful for what we've already felt here this morning, thankful for what he's doing for us in our lives. So, again, I just ask that you pray for us this morning, that, that we'll get out of the way and that Lord's will will be done here this morning. We'll start reading there in verse 14. It says, For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, and to another two, and to another one, and to one, and to every according to his his several ability, and straightway he took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded them with the same and made them five other talents. And likewise, he had received two also gained two others. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoned with him. And so he that had received the five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou hast delivered unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five more talents. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. He that also hath received two talents came and said, Lord, thou hast delivered me unto two talents, and behold, I have gained two other talents beside them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. He that which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew that that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not stirred. And I was afraid, and went and hid thy talent in the earth. And lo, there... There here hast thou is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap whether I sowed not, and gather what I have not stirred. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money into the exchange, and then at my coming I should have received my own with ushery. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him which hath ten talents. For every one that hath shall be given, and, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away, even that which he hath. And you cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness, where there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to stand this morning, dear Lord. We thank you, Lord, Lord, for your Holy Spirit, dear Lord. We thank you, Lord, for what you've done for us this day, dear Lord. Thank you, Lord, for saving us, dear Lord. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you go before us this morning, dear Lord, that you just help us, Lord. Lord, that you'll hide us behind the cross, dear Lord. Lord, that you'll get us out of the way, Lord. Lord, that it'll be all about you this morning, dear Lord, and you alone, dear Lord. Lord, if there's a need in the house, Lord, that it'll be met, dear Lord. Lord, I pray, Lord, you just help us, Lord. Just watch over us, Lord. Lead us, guide us, direct us, Lord, as we stand before you this morning, Lord. It's in your mighty and holy name we do pray, Lord. Amen. So I began thinking as I was reading this, the Lord kind of gave me this a couple of weeks ago and didn't really know how it was all going to tie together, but he kind of started showing me things of this a couple of weeks ago, and I kind of got to the vision of seeing these two men that, that the Lord gave the talents, or well, three men that the Lord gave the talents, but the first two did exactly what they're supposed to be doing, just exactly as we Christians, what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be, God called us, God saved us, he called us for a purpose. He didn't call us just to come to church, just to sit here, just to be idle-minded. He called us to be a 
his business. There in Luke 14 and 23 it said, And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and the hedges and compel them that they may come into my house. See, that to me that's my commission. That's what I'm supposed to be doing as a Christian. I'm supposed to be going out there. Hey, it's easy to worship God inside the four walls of the church. It's easy to lift his name up. It's easy to praise him when you're inside the four walls of the church when you're with like-minded people. You've got people searching for the same things. People wanting to do the same things. But it's out there that needs it the most. It's out there where people are lost and dying and going to hell every second, every single, every, every single day. And they need somebody to stand up and tell them who God is. They need somebody to stand up and say, hey, there's a better way out there. There's more to this life than your drugs, than your alcohol, than your chasing. There's more to this life than just what you think there is. You say, well, how do you know that? How can you possibly be sure that there's more to life than that out there? Hey, because I've lived both sides of it. I've been on the other side where I chased the women, where I drunk, where I did the drug. I've done that part, and I was empty. I wasn't fulfilled. I was always longing for something more. But the day that I got saved, God moved in, and He gave me a purpose. He gave me a desire to serve Him and to worship Him and everything that I need to do. And they don't just mean in what I want to do. That means in the times where it gets hard, the times where it gets rough, or the times that He's asking me to go out and do things that I'm not comfortable doing. I need to be willing to do that. Just like these men here. Hey, there's often times that we think that it's too hard to serve God. It's too hard to worship God. It's too hard to go out and do these things. But hey, but if He saved you, He's called you into that purpose. I believe that with all my heart. Because if not, I believe that September 28, 2014, that if He didn't have something better for me, that the moment that I got saved, I would have fell over on the altar and I would have died and I would have went to be with Him. But He left me here for a reason. What reason? I don't know at this present time. I may never know. I may never see the effects of why He left me here. But I know that He left me here. I don't know for how long. This may be my last day. But I want to be found faithful in doing what He's asked me to do. I want to be found faithful standing for Him. Telling people that there's a better way to go. That there's more to life than just about, about this worldly things. And again, we got to work for that. He didn't just save me and say, here, here's everything that I want you to have. Here's the, the, the peace. Here's the, now, don't get me wrong. Don't misunderstand me here. He gave me peace. He gave me joy. He gave me satisfaction the day that He saved me. Hey, but there's things in my life that I have to work for. I have to work to get closer to God every single day. I have to do more. I have to kill the flesh. I have to be willing to step out a little farther. Hey, and I can't just do that if, I don't, if I'm not putting forth the effort. God just ain't going to bless because He saved me. You don't get me wrong, that's blessing in itself enough that He saved me. So don't misunderstand what I'm saying there. But if I really want to reap the benefits of what God has for me, I have to be about His business. I have to be out sowing. I have to be out asking God, hey, what would you have me to do? Just like if I was to go, if I was to leave here today and I was to go to Walmart and I say, hey, I need this, I want this, and just walk up there and grab it and walk out and not pay for it, they ain't going to let me get very far. Same thing with the Lord. Hey, if I want to see my family saved, if I want to see your family saved, if I want to see my church grow, if I want to see the church around us grow, if I want to see our community come back to God, I can't rely on you to do it. I have to do my part. Uh, see, those two men, they didn't, they didn't bind together and say, hey, well, you go your way and you do, you sell your five and I'll go away and I'll take care of my five. They did their own work. They went out and did what God would have them to do on their own. See, it's not about me and you. It's not about my walk and your walk. Now, don't get me wrong here. We can combine together and we can see mighty things happen if we'll all get in the same mind and same accord. But if I'll get where I need to be with God, if I will stand and do what He's asking me to do, it don't matter what you do. That's right. 
And don't get me wrong, I desire to see you do good. I desire to see you prosper. I desire to see you work for the Lord. But if you don't want to, I can't make you. The only person that can make you or that make you wish that you did was the Lord. And I believe that we need to realize that sometimes. We need to look at that. Hey, we look at the world that we live in. They look at our, our church sitting here this morning. There's probably 50 empty seats here this morning. And don't get me wrong, you say, well, we're here, what's that matter? It, it does matter that you're here. It matters that you're putting in the time. It matters that you're putting in the effort. Hey, but there's room to grow. There's room for people to come in. There's room for us to go out there and tell people, hey, this is what we must be about. If we don't, we're, we've set down on God. If not, if we're not, if we're not doing His, hey, you say, well, I can't do it all the time. We can. We just choose not to. We let other things get in our way. Hey, and I'm not standing here telling you this morning that I'm perfect, that I don't allow these very things to come before me and put them before God. Hey, because I do those things. I allow work sometimes to get in my way of God. I allow school sometimes to get in the way of God. I allow my children's sports sometimes to get in the way of God. I allow things to move in that sometimes separates me from God. And I'm not always about the Father's business. Not always. I'd be lying if I told you that I was. Hey, I desire that. My spirit desires to be about His business. But I can't all, I'm not always because I'm not always right with the Lord. Yeah. I have to kill my flesh daily. I have to make myself do what He'd have me to do. See, He gives me a choice every day. We mentioned it here this morning. I don't know if it's in Sunday school down there or up here. Hey, I've got to choose. I can choose to be blessed or I can choose to be cursed. I've got to pick what I want to do every single day. I've got to pick whether I'm going to worship God. I've got to pick when I wake up in the morning and I throw my feet on the floor on the, on the floor out of bed, I've got to decide right then what I want to do. How do I want my day to go? I have to decide right then. Hey, and be, I'll, be off, I'll be honest with you. There's often times where I get up and I, I choose poor pitiful me. I choose to dwell on myself. I choose to dwell on my circumstances. I choose to dwell on the things that I think that I need, that I think that I'm going through, that I shouldn't be struggling with. But then there's also some times when I wake up and the Lord's just so mighty when He wakes up because His mercies were new already because He gave me that opportunity to wake up. There's days when I can wake up and I can realize that and I can take my feet hit the floor and I can be about His business all day long. And do I still fail in it? Yes. I still fail in that day. I found when I try my best to walk for the Lord and do more for Him, I have to fight the enemy harder that day than the days that I do if I say, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to get up and go. I don't care about anything. He don't bother me that much because I've done backslid on God. I've done let Him get in the way and I've done let Him do what He's wanting to do. But if I'll step up and say, Lord, here I am. Use me. Here I am, Lord. Send me to do what You'd bid me to do. You better lace up and get ready. You better grab your Bible and take it with you because you're going to need it before the day's over. Because the enemy's going to come at you. He's going to fight you. Why? Because he don't want you out being about the Father's business. He don't want you out telling people that there's a better way. He don't want you out trying to multiply what he gives you. See, we're all giving something just because I'm the preacher, just because I'm bringing the message this morning, don't mean that I'm any more important than you are this morning. Just because Roger and Justin sometimes lead to singing don't mean that they're any more important than you are. Just because Lenny and Greg take up offerings sometimes don't mean that they're any more important than you are. 
We are all in this together. There's just different talents that the Lord gives out. There's different jobs that He needs people to do. And if we start thinking, hey, that you're mighty, that I'm mightier than you because I'm doing this or you're doing that, hey, we've missed the mark there. We gotta bind together. We gotta make this thing about him, not about us. Amen. If we do that, we can see things happen. We can see things multiply. We can see our church grow. Hey, maybe it don't even grow in number. Maybe we stay exactly where we're at. But maybe we grow in the spirit. Maybe we grow into strength together. Maybe our bond become between one another becomes something that's inseparable. Yeah. Hey, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to have a church family that had you, no matter what comes their way, no matter what Satan throws at that he ain't going to get through. He ain't going to break them up. He ain't going to sow discord among them. He ain't going to be able to. But in order for me to do that, I've got to stay and be about God's business. Yeah. These little kids sung a song this morning. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. How often do I hide mine under the bushel? If I was, the Bible tells us, hey, I ought to be more like the children. I ought to be not as, because, hey, we went to eat a couple of weeks ago. And one of my kids said, hey, can I ask, can I tell them, God bless them when we leave? Yeah, you go right ahead. But instantly my thoughts go back, well, I'm going to be embarrassed to that. I'm going to be concerned. You know, I'm going to be worried about what they're going to say when they speak out on that. Shouldn't be that way. Somebody wants to have God to bless somebody. Hey, you be all about it. You want to tell somebody about God, you go right ahead. You be about the Father's business. Don't let me slow you down because I'll mess you up sometimes. Just being honest with you, I'll, I'll get in your way sometimes. If you watch me long enough and follow me around day in and day out, you're going to say, how is he standing how is he proclaiming God's word? How is he a Christian? It's by the graces and mercy of God that I'm able to stand here before you this morning. It's the, way, it's the only way that you see me here this morning is because his mercy is new every day. He forgives me for my sin. He picks me up. He dusts me off when I mess up. You know how oftentimes we look at our kids and they mess up at school or they mess up at home or they do something wrong and then they get in trouble. They get spanked or they get put in time or whatever it is. But it ain't very long after that. I can speak for my kids in that sense. It ain't very long after they get in trouble, after they receive their punishment. They may be mad, they may be upset for a little bit. But it ain't very long until they come back and are hugging dad saying, we love you. Why? Because they know that dad's trying to do right by them. They know that, hey, that's what we have to do even for our kids. That's what God does for us. Hey, there's times where I don't like what he does to me. There's times that I don't like the punishment that I think that's too severe for what, what I did. That's too severe for you to do that to me. Why are you doing that? And I get mad for a little while. I'll pout around and say, Lord, why me? Why are you doing that to me? But then it don't take very long. And I find myself at his feet, hugging around and saying, Lord, I'm sorry. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for taking care of me. Thank you for chastising me, showing me where I fail you at. That way you can pick me up. See, and he don't hold that against me. Now, again, I pay for my sins. But he instantly, when I repent, he picks me back up. Just like I, and I fail at that sometimes at my, with my kids. When they do wrong, I ought to pick them up. Yeah. Explain to them exactly why they're in trouble, exactly what's going on, exactly why they got punished. And then just wrap my arms around them and tell them that I love them. See, he does that for me. Yeah, 
I should want that for everybody out there. Everybody out there should be willing. Everybody in here should be willing if we're a born again Christian. If we've been covered in a book, we should be willing to go out there and do the work. Not try to hide it, not try to dig it and put it in the earth. Because I believe that that man right there, the one that dug and hid himself, we've heard about that for the past year. I believe that was an unconverted believer. You said, how can you be so? Because you can go on and read. You read there in verse 30. It says, And he cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. See, so he wasn't of God's. Yeah. He didn't belong to God because he wasn't about, not just because he wasn't doing his business. He didn't have a one-on-one relationship. He didn't have a, an experience with God. You may be sitting here and say, hey, I come to church every time the doors are open. I come and I do what I need to be here. I try to follow God. I try to follow Jesus. I try to do what he asked me to do. Do you know there was a man in the Bible named Judas that followed Jesus everywhere he went? Followed everything he did. Went with him all the way. He followed him. But he wasn't a follower of his. See, there's a difference in following Jesus and being a follower of his. I can say all I want to till I'm tired, till I'm wore out. I can try my best to convince everybody that everything's okay, that I'm, a, that I'm a Christian, that I'm doing this, that I'm doing that. But if... Let me just read this to you. So I go up here so I, John chapter 15 and verse 1. It says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the husbandman. Every branch that in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. Uh, taketh away. And every branch that beareth the fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. See, I can't produce the fruit myself. Just like you may be sitting here when you can't produce your own fruit. You have to be of the vine to be on the branch. The branch has to come from the vine to produce fruit. It says, No more can you abide in me that I am the vine. And that you are the branches. He that abide in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burnt. If you abide in me and in my words, abide in you, you shall ask what will, be, ask what will and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit so that you be my disciples. See, so that right there tells me that I need to bear fruit. Yeah. And in order for me to bear fruit, I must be born again. Because if I'm not born again, I'm not of the branch. I'm not of the vine. I'm just that branch that's sticking out there withering away that's died that's going to be cut off and cast into the fire. It says, As the Father hath loved me, so I have loved you. Continue ye in my love. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be fulfilled, might be full. See, so that tells me right there. Again, that's another instance of where I must be about my father's business. I must be going out and, and increasing the fruit that he's given me. Hey, I can't do it on my own. Don't get me wrong. I, I can't take I can take Jesus out there, but it takes him to do the draw. It takes him to put you on the vine. It takes him to be that, to move you to that. 
If it's not for him, you're just a branch that's withering away that's dying. That's eventually going to be cut off and cast into the fire. Hey, I don't want that for you this morning. I don't want you to be cast into that outer fire. I don't want you to be in that place where darkness may move in, where you may be in that place of weeping and gnashing of teeth. Because I can tell you right now, you may think you're having fun in the world right now. I thought so. I thought I was having fun in the world. I thought that I was content in where I was living and what I was doing. Hey, I'd even to- I've even told you before that I was- there was a time in my life when I said at eight year old I got saved because I went to vacation Bible school. Didn't matter. Didn't matter to God that I went to vacation Bible school. It didn't matter that I wrote my name on a card and said that I got saved. That didn't matter to Him. Because He had never drew on my heart. He had never told me that I was lost. See, unless He tell you that you're lost, you're not saved. I'm not, I'm not trying to be so blunt, but that's, just, that's the way that you need to hear it this morning. If He has never dealt with you and told you personally that you were lost and that you were dying and going to hell, you're not saved this morning. Maybe He's dealing with you. Maybe He's telling you that this morning. If He is, I beg you to run to the altar. I beg you not to wait on me to give an altar call. You run right now. If He's dealing with you and you feel like you need to move, you come right on. You ain't going to hinder me. You ain't going to hinder nobody here. But we oftentimes, we get slothful. We get content in what we're doing. And we think, hey, I don't need to worry about this. Just like the man said there in verse... uh, Let me find that. In verse 24, and it said, The man that had, which had received the one talent and said, Lord, I knew that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast sown and gathering where thou hast not strewed. See, that right there tells me that that man didn't have a relationship with God. Just in that very verse right there, because he said, Lord, you're a hard man. Don't get me wrong. There's times where the Lord is hard on me. There's times where things, again, like I said a few minutes ago, there's times where I don't, I don't agree with what he's doing. But then there's also times when that hardness just melts away and that mercy rolls in. That He picks me up. That He loves me. That He gives... He sent, he, do you know He loved me so much that He sent His only Son to die for me? Yeah, that's right. Not only me, but anyone that believed would believe in Him. Yeah, that's right. Does that sound like somebody that's hard and that don't want you to prosper to me? Not to me. That sounds like a man that's full of love. Full of compassion. That's what that sounds like to me. So this man didn't already didn't know who that was. Because he was convinced that, hey, he don't care about none of that stuff. He's just concerned about the money. He's just concerned about what gain that I had. What Jesus is concerned about this morning is your soul. And the souls of those out there. He don't need me to stand here this morning. He can find somebody else to stand and preach this message to you. But if I find... I want to be found faithful. I want to be found doing what He'd asked me to do. I want to be found not hiding what He's given me in the earth. I want to be out trying my best to multiply what He's given me. I want to be trying to tell everybody to tell you that there's a better way than this life. Do I do it enough? Golly, no. I fail at that probably more than anybody sitting in here. I get ashamed. I get... Concerned that, hey, somebody's going to say something about me or somebody's going to talk about me and I, I let those things get in the way sometimes. Hey, that's something that the Lord's got to work on me with. That I have to get better at. But I don't want Him to find me slothful. I don't want Him to find me lazy. 
There's, a, there's many verses that I want, I want to read a few of them to you that I, the Lord let me see the other day. A slothful person is someone that's lazy, works shy, inactive, sluggish, apathetic, slow moving, dull, lackadaisical. See, we get that way on the Lord sometimes. Yeah. And he tells me oftentimes, hey, that I can't be that way. I can't be a slothful. I can't be a slugger. I can't be slow in what I do. I've got to be willing to be about his business. And again, I come up with like, the Lord showed me about 10 or 15 verses here, and I want to read a few of them to, to you. Proverbs 13, 4 says, The soul of the slugger desireth and hath nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made fat. He, uh, Proverbs 18 and 9, He that also is slothful in his work is brother that, to him that is a great waster. Slothfulness cast into a deep sleep, and an idle soul shall suffer hunger. The sluggard will not plow by the reason of the cold, therefore shall he beg in harvest and have nothing. The desires of the slothful killeth him, for his hands refuse to labor. Proverbs 28 and 19, He that tilleth his land shall have plenty of bread, but he that followeth after vain persons shall have poverty enough. He that gathereth in the summer is a wise son, but he that sleepeth in the harvest is a son that causes shame. Romans 12 and 11 says, Slothful in business, but fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Hebrews 6 and 12 says, That ye be not slothful, but followers of them who faith and patience inherit the promises. See, that's just a few verses there that tell me that I can't be slow, I can't be a slugger, I can't be slothful in my business with the Lord. Because there there ain't none of those that sound good to me. There ain't none of those where it shows me that I'm going to prosper. There ain't none of those that shows me that He's going to be pleased with that. And Proverbs and six and six, or Proverbs six and six says, "Go to the ant, thy slugger, consider her ways." You look at the ant. Yeah. What does she do? She don't have to have somebody oversee her all the time and tell her that she must go out and gather for the winter. She does it on her own, she's constantly providing, putting back what she's going to need to be able to survive through the winter. Hey, we need to be more like that. Yeah. Not putting back, we, we need to be out doing the Father's business. We need to be out doing what He admitted us to do. Not sitting back waiting on somebody else to do it. Hey, I'm guilty of that a lot of times. I'm guilty of saying, hey, they got that. Yeah. They can take care of that. That's their family. That's their friends. I don't need to worry about that. I don't need to worry about going over there. I don't need to worry about reaching out a phone call. I do that oftentimes. Shame on me for that. The Lord tells me that I need to be about His business and always be about His business. If you'll think in your life, you know whether you're truly saved or whether you're not. If you'll get get honest with God and you'll get earnest with God, if you'll start seeking and asking God to reveal unto you whether you're lost or whether whether you're saved, whether you're in the right or whether you're in the wrong, whether you're backslid or whether you're right with God, if you desire those things, He'll show you those things. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know why He sent this message this morning, but I know that He sent it. Yeah. I know that, the, that I had to fight with it. I know that, that Satan tried everywhere in the world to convince me to keep my mouth shut this morning, to sit there and let somebody else do it. Hey, I was even hoping that there was more songs sung this morning so I didn't have to get up so quickly. I'll be honest with you, that's what I was hoping for this morning. But I believe that God's sending a message out this morning. Hey, you've got to be about this business. Amen. You can say that you're a Christian all that you want to, but if you could go back and read John 15, if you don't bear the fruit, 
You ain't none of his. You may say you are, but there will be a time that comes when that branch is going to wither away. You may be prospering right now. You may you, There may not be no fruit on you because if you're not saved, you're not going to have no fruit. But you may be a healthy branch sticking out there right now. You may not be dead yet, but slowly you're dying. Little by little, you're dying. And before you know it, that branch is going to be completely dead because it's not connected anymore. It's not getting the nutrients. It's not getting the supply that it needs because it's not on the vine. So it'll be cut off and it'll be cast into the fire. You can go back and you can read in chapter 16 of the book of Luke it is. I believe it is. Where there was a rich man that prospered in this world. Had everything that he wanted at his hands. Had everything that he could possibly ask for. Just in reach. All he had to do was ask for it and it was granted to him. I believe that if that rich man could come here for five minutes this morning. He would tell you the necessities of wisdom to the man of God. The necessities of reading your word. The necessities of being sure that your sins will find you out. Because the Bible tells me that he lifted his eyes and was in torment instantly. That very second that he died, in hell he lifted his eyes. Don't let that be you this morning. Don't walk out of here this morning, knowing that God's dealt with you. Whether it be, again, if you're saved, you're not going to end up in hell. So don't misunderstand me there. But there's times where you're going to feel like, if you're not right with God, there's times where you'll feel like that. Yeah. You're times that you'll feel like, hey, that I'm so far away from God. If I died right now, I'd end up in hell. Knowing that that's not true, that that can't happen. Because once you've been saved, you're sealed for forever. But hey, that don't stop the feeling of feeling that way. He said, that ain't true. I've been there. i felt that very way. As a saved Christian, I felt that I had let God so down so much that if I died because my sins had increased more than my will of God, than the will of God in my life, I felt that if I died, I would go to hell. Yeah. Knowing that I couldn't, but I felt that way. Yeah. And if I sometimes feel that way, as a Christian... I can't imagine how you feel as a lost person sitting here this morning knowing that this could be your opportunity. This could be your day where God moves on on your behalf. Where God tells you, hey, it's now or never. That's what it took for me. He said, I give you time and time and opportunity and opportunity and you refuse me. But then he gave me one more and praise God, I was able to get saved that day. His mercies were new yet again because he presented himself to me one more time. So this morning, if you'll come and get a song, this morning, don't leave here not right with God. Whether you're lost, whether you're backslid, whether you just need help. Hey, there's no shame in coming up here to the altar. And if you know that you need to come this morning and you don't come, that's sin. The Bible says in James 4 and 17, Therefore him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. So if God's revealed something to you in your life this morning that you need help with, that you need to do better at, hey, that you need to get right in line with God or that you need to be saved this morning, 
Come before it's too late. Hey, you may think that the world has everything to offer. And the world does have a lot. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I enjoyed the life that I lived for so long. If I sat here and told you that I didn't, I'd be lying to you. But I never did have the peace. I never did have the understanding of knowing that if I laid my head down and woke up and didn't wake up, that heaven would be my home. I didn't have that. And it tormented my soul day and night knowing, especially after he showed me that I was lost. And I told you, there was about a month where he really showed me how lost that I truly was. There was times where I woke up knowing that this was it, that I was dying, that I was done, that there was no chance for me anymore, knowing that I was headed for hell. I felt that way. But then he gave me one more opportunity, and I do believe that was my last one. I believe that was it, that if he had said, if I'd have turned him down that day, I don't believe you'd have seen me here today. I don't believe that... I'd been able to stand before you. I wouldn't have met my wife. My kids wouldn't have been here. Wouldn't, wouldn't, just wouldn't be. I wouldn't be here. I would be just like the rich man this morning. I would be, and I believe he sees what's going on on this walk. I believe he hears the messages that people are preaching. I believe he sees the souls that are in danger this morning saying, hey, please go. Please go. You don't want this place. You don't want this torment. You don't want what I'm suffering because I wouldn't listen. He would beg you to come this morning. I beg you to come this morning. But not if God's not dealing with you. Just because I want you to come, don't do you no good. God must be dealing on your heart. Must show you that you're lost. Must tell you that you need help, that you must need a Savior. As they sang this morning, if you have a need, if you're lost, please come as we stand this morning.